one of the saddest things of Paradise Lost, and we're going to talk about it. Also, why Amazon should refund everybody their Prime membership money, and it's no longer about can they win. It really is about the money. Uncensored. Unfiltered. Unhinged. It's the Corelcast. Listen daily on your favorite streaming service. It is the Crowcast. I am Corel, and it is Friday, and I would love to do a show today of just funny wit and fun stuff, you know, topics that aren't too heavy. The problem is, with my show, I still do this show like a radio show. I do not do this show like a podcast. I've been listening to a few podcasts, and they're very produced, and there's music, and then quotes, and then guests, and then quotes, and then... It's all very NPR-ish, and that's just not what I do. I do a show that is just like you uh, listening to my radio show back in the day uh, when it was on, you know, KGO or KFI. And with that comes having to do what's on my mind, um, you know, like top of mind. What is, what is the top of my mind? And today, I actually had to go to bed yesterday. Okay, on Thursday, I actually had to take a nap in the afternoon. Why? Uh, because I got overwhelmingly depressed. And I know that it's an irrational sadness. I'm okay. You know, I have a house, I have food, I have Ember, I have friends. You know, I'm okay. And I know there are so many people in the world right now that are not okay. And that's what got to me. But what really got to me was a tree. A tree. A tree sent me into massive depression yesterday. And, it, and that, the hangover of that, of that depression, uh, is still with me here on this Friday. And let me tell you what I mean. I'm very blessed in my life that I have got to travel the world. And one of the places that I have been, and I really can't count, it probably is over 20 times, uh, is Hawaii. Now, my friend, my friend, I was thinking, is she my friend? But she's my friend. My friend, Karen Dittman, um, used to live in Hawaii on the island of Oahu, outside of Waikiki. And when Andrew was alive and Karen lived there, we first went to Hawaii with Karen. We all sat on a log on Kauai, and Karen said that she wanted to live there, that she, you know, and Karen was, is one of these people that when she wants to do something, she does it. So she came back and she crafted her life such, and within three years of sitting on that log, she lived in Hawaii. And so Andrew and I always had a place to stay when we went. She got a two-bedroom apartment, uh, and she, she had a guest room. And so we, we had a free place to stay in Hawaii with a view of Waikiki Beach. It was lovely. And so we went sometimes three, four times a year to see our good friend, uh, and to be in Hawaii. And that's why I say Hawaii, because uh, that's how they say it. I've learned so much about Hawaii and the Hawaiian people. Uh, she stayed there for seven years. And over those seven years, you know, we were there all the time. And one of our favorite islands was Maui uh, and the Big Island. Those were our two favorite islands, Maui and the Big Island. And I could tell you why the, you know, Kauai, as they say, Kauai is for the newlywed or nearly dead. Because uh, there's not much to do on Kauai. 
Uh, and of course, you can't go to, to the small island of Lanai. Lanai, uh, it's a private island. Uh, and Molokai, uh, you, that's where the lepers were. Those are the little islands. And then there's the bigger islands. The big island of Hawaii is the island of Hawaii. It's the big island is what everyone calls it. Uh, and the big island has Hilo on one side, which is very wet. Kona on the other side, which is very dry. You know Kona from the coffee. Uh, Maui was as close to a paradise as you could get. I mean, in your brain, when you conjure images of paradise, it's Maui. And there is just no bad part of Maui. And on Maui was this fabulously old, old, old town called Lahaina. And Lahaina was just such a wonderful spot that Andrew and I loved to go there. And you could get the boat to go out to Molokini Crater and go snorkeling from there. Uh, just so many wonderful things that you could do in Lahaina uh, or right outside. There was a valley right outside, and the valley was gorgeous. You could go hiking in this valley and see waterfalls. Maui is a gorgeous, gorgeous island. So on Wednesday, I woke up to the headline, as did the world, that Lahaina was gone. Like, gone. Now, in Lahaina, right behind their courthouse, was a tree. And this tree was possibly the most spectacular tree that you'd ever seen. It took up over a half acre of land. Now, it was a banyan tree, which means that there's an enormous, enormous center trunk. And then it, the tree spreads out in all directions and then these large vine-type things come down from the tree that actually go into the ground. And so you can walk in between them, and, and there's little hollowed-out areas in these vine things that come down from the tree, and you could sit there. And I can tell you that I and Andrew had many a fabulous afternoon or evening sitting under that enormous banyan tree in Lahaina. The future of the tree today doesn't look good. It is burned. They say that the roots may still be alive. Uh, Kamehameha himself uh, allegedly, you know, I think was crowned or Kamehameha and the tree are linked. And the tree is basically gone. It's there. You can see it. Uh, you can still see it from space. You can see this tree from space. That's how big it was. It's still there, but they say it's charred, and the roots may still be alive. And if they are, then the tree could replenish, but it will take hundreds of years again uh, for it to become the grand tree that it once was. And I thought of that tree, living through hurricanes, living through volcano, volcanic eruptions, living through everything except this. And I thought of, you know, the 36 people who died, died in this wildfire. Now, the fire, we don't know how it started. There's also fires still burning on the big island, and they're fueled by hurricane winds. There's a hurricane off the coast of Hawaii about 600 miles, but it's causing strong winds, 
and these winds have made the fires both unpredictable uh, and fierce. And there are so many dry trees on Hawaii now. Dry trees. Think about that. In paradise. Think about this. Dried trees in a lush green paradise. Why? Because Hawaii, like every place else, has had a drought. And when you put all that together, you get this climate change-induced fire that has literally destroyed paradise. And there are many articles out right now about how this is climate change. No place on the planet is going to be untouched. And it is going to destroy much of the planet that we know. I want you to think about what is going on right now, just because we all thought we had more time. We all, oh yeah, climate change, it's a future thing. The Joshua trees that we covet in California, Arizona, Nevada here, they're gone, burned up in a fire. And climatologists and botanists are saying they probably won't come back. They're probably gone forever. Vegetation and trees that have been there hundreds of years on Hawaii burned up. It's only a matter of time before the redwoods burn, before those giant, fabulous trees on the California coast are gone. Think about right now where in Hawaii, people are literally fleeing into the water. When you hear these people, this was horrific. This fire moved so fast that one family was told it was two miles away from their house, they could go and get some belongings and get out. In the 11 minutes that that took, the fire engulfed their house and they nearly died. People at resorts were rushing into the ocean to get away from the fire. We are losing so much, so fast. Right in front. We'll have more when I come back, including should Amazon Prime members get a refund for everything for like their whole time being members. Make your device a whole lot smarter. Get the Corel Cast app free at the App Store of your choice now. All right, before we move on to Amazon and the Prime members should actually get a refund, I just want to finish the thought about, think about what's happening right now. In Florida, off the coast of Florida, as we speak, the water is so hot, it's the temperature of a jacuzzi. And yet in Florida, their governor, you know, DeSantis, who is a wannabe dictator, not only has let go of the only duly elected African-American attorney general in the state, suspended her, but he has now allowed school curriculum this year, right now, in this school year, they'll be watching climate-denying videos. Right now, as their water boils, the kids are watching videos that say man-made, that climate change isn't man-made, it's not as bad as we think it is. Right now, and the federal government is not stepping in. The U.S. Department of Education is not stopping that, and I don't know why. Meanwhile, on the other side of the United States, 
we have paradise literally burning. People fleeing into the water. Boat captains crying because they couldn't save more people. And remember, you couldn't just go get on a boat to escape. The boats burned. That's how quickly this and fierce this wildfire happened. If you see the photos, it looks like a nuclear bomb. Climate change is here. And for those of us of a certain age, it is devastating the world that we knew. And politicians are not doing enough. The people of the world are not doing enough. And I hate to say it, but you're not doing enough. You're not a vegan. You don't drive an electric car or a scooter or take public transportation. My HOA won't even let us go solar. We're just, as a, as a society, I don't know if we thought it would just never get here or if it was going to be for future generations or what. It's here. It's here now. And it is devastating the world that we live in right now. Fire kills more people than the climate. Weather kills more people than any natural disaster. The weather. And we sit by. We, we just sit by because we feel helpless. We feel powerless. We feel like we don't matter in the, in the debate. We feel like we can't undo it and that it's just going to happen. We've given up. And it shows. It shows. All right, let's move on to a topic I was going to do on Wednesday. But, um, you know, so I ordered this fan, Wazoo or Woozoo or whatever, Woozoo, <laughs> up the old Wazoo, uh, from Amazon, because Steve had one, and it really blows. I'm like, wow, that's a great fan. He goes, oh, yeah, it's from Woozoo, and it's an oscillating fan. And so he sent me a link. And on July 24th, I ordered said fan, okay, for delivery July 26th. Of course, it didn't come July 26th. Instead, they said, oops, your delivery is running late. Now it's going to be delivered sometime between August 1st and August 5th. I was like, what? But what can you do, right? So when it didn't come on August 5th, and then it said, oh, it's still running late. Now it'll be August 5th to August 10th. That was it. I said, no. I called for a refund. Oh, we got to message the seller. So by two days after that, August 7th, I had had enough. And I demanded a refund, and I got one. But I had to threaten credit card fraud. I had to threaten all of this stuff. No valid track. They hadn't given me a valid tracking number. Couldn't track the package. They hadn't responded to the messages. This Acme Direct is the name of the seller. Don't buy anything on Amazon from Acme Direct. I should have known if it's named after something the Wiley Coyote owns not to do it. I, when I saw the company name, Acme Direct, I said, is this being sold to me by Wiley Coyote? I mean, really, I just thought, oh, God, because everything he got was from Acme. At least he got it. So then I find out that in California, there is a lawsuit. Amazon Prime, if you are a member, and I am, one of their big promises is two-day delivery. That's their big promise, two, free two-day delivery, sometimes overnight. And they are no longer living up to that. My friend Steve, same thing, had the same thing happen to him. They delivered it. His office was closed. It was supposed to be delivered the day previous. It gets there a day late. They deliver it after. It says right on his account, do not deliver after 5 p.m. or on weekends, and yet they did. And so in California, there is a class action lawsuit to get a refund for the Prime membership because 
they're not living up to their end of the deal. And they're not. Yesterday, I ordered protein powder. It said two-day delivery. Today, I get a message. Oh, guess what? Running late. Won't be there till next week. And they don't give you an option to then just cancel it or whatever. Nope, you got to wait. You got to wait. And they've got your money. Now, I've never understood Amazon Prime Video. There's not many good programs on that at all. Okay, there's just not. I barely, I love television and I barely watch Amazon Prime because there's hardly any shows. That, I can't, I'm sure there are some shows on there that are good. I can't think of any off the top of my head. I can think of Netflix shows, Hulu shows. I can think of Paramount Plus shows, but I can't think of any Amazon Prime shows. I'm sure there are some. I'm sure I've watched some on there, but I, I can't think of one right off the top of my head because it's not very good programming. And now their one job, getting you packages within two days, they are failing repeatedly. So is it time that they just, re that every time they do that, should they refund your month Amazon Prime membership? Because they're not living up, and we have this in society everywhere. So many places are making promises and not living up to their end of the deal. And they still take our money. And that's how these billionaires stay billionaires. They make promises, they don't keep them, and then you know what? So what? What are you going to do? I believe Amazon Prime should refund everybody's money it, it, because it's happening to everybody. You know it's happened to you. If you're listening to me and you use Amazon, and I know not all of you do. I find that so amazing. My neighbor Drew doesn't use Amazon. Steve canceled his account. You know, is it time to move away from that giant? They're not good for the planet with all the cardboard they use. They're not good for UPS. Oh, they're great for the amount of shipping that they do, but they're, they're not good for the drivers, and they're not good for their drivers. There's now a lawsuit that their drivers have had to, like, pee in bottles and poop in bags to make the delivery schedule, which is amazing to me since they can't seem to meet the delivery schedule. Amazon is not good. If we look at it just, just objectively and stand back, you know, it seemed good at first, like, oh, yeah, you know, look, you can get so many different things, and they come right to you. It's not good. It killed small businesses. Some people say, no, it's made them be able to survive because they sell through Amazon. No, every small business I've heard says you don't want to sell through Amazon. They rape the small businesses. Or if there's a popular product that comes from a small business, Amazon will start making it themselves. And they've stolen copyright. I mean, they're not good. And now they're not living up to their promise of two-day delivery. So they're being sued. If you are someone who's had this happen, they are looking for people to join the class action lawsuit in California. You can look it up online and join in the class. Because, and this is how you know, people act like, well, if Amazon goes away, what are we going to do? We act like there was no life before Amazon.com, that we didn't do any shopping. Macy's would welcome you back. Although I have to tell you, now when you go into stores like Home Depot and you want something... It's not there. The first thing they say is, well, go online. Go to homedepot.com. Amazon, you should be ashamed of yourself. You should be sued, and you should give me and everybody back their prime membership for failing to meet your obligation. Wow, today's show is flying by. Flying by. Whizzing by on this Friday. Whiz, woo! 
gonna whiz like an Amazon driver in a bottle. If you're not visiting reallycorel.com daily, you're missing out. Get the podcast videos and the blog, including recipes, at reallycorel.com. That's really K A R E L dot com. You know, I wish my mama was alive. Well, for a lot of reasons, but she would sit Joe Biden down and have a talk with him because mama had a saying, do not throw good money after bad. Okay, mama, mama would say, look, sometimes you spend money on something, but you know, you see, well, it's not working out or it's not what it should be. And then don't spend any more money on that. Don't throw good money after bad. Let it go. That's why yesterday, Thursday, when I heard that the Biden administration is seeking 20 Four billion more dollars for Ukraine. I had to say no, and I don't. I don't want to sound like the the horrifying GOP because they are horrifying. They are a terrorist. They are a horrifying party. They should be out of politics altogether. And I don't want to sound like them. And I, you know, Zelensky's cute and all, but look, here in Las Vegas, every day I get more and more fed up. We're the homeless crisis. And I know wherever you live, every single day, you get more and more fed up with your city's inability to meet basic needs for you and for your citizens, for the people around you. I get tired of seeing people lined up around the block just to get school supplies. I get tired twice a month of walking me and Ember through the lines of people at Desert Breeze Park waiting for food from a food pantry. All of this is getting very, very old, okay? I get tired of our roads being so archaic, like over on Desert Inn Road where they're finally paving it again. They're just paving it with black pavement again. Black pavement is not good for the environment. It stores heat. This city is heating up. They should be spending the extra money to pave that road in the heat-resistant pavement that reflects the heat and does not absorb it. But that costs more money. And they don't have it. I am so tired of our country being in the dark ages for public transportation. No high-speed trains. You know, we can't even build the one going from Las Vegas to Los Angeles, and then it's only going to go to Barstow, which is going to make it useless. They're going to build a $3 billion train, and it's going to be useless. We can't build the high-speed rail from Los Angeles to San Francisco. They've been talking about that since I lived there. We have no high-speed rail infrastructure. We have no adequate public transportation inside our cities. Homeless are literally living in every nook and cranny that there is. More people go to bed hungry every single night. Every single night. Grocery stores are becoming unaffordable. And what are we going to do? Give 24 more billion to Ukraine? For what? They can't win. No one wants to say it out loud. They can't win. Oh, they've done a great job. But in reality, they cannot win. 
They're too small, and Russia is too big and too well-funded. Russia doesn't need $24 billion loans. Russia is very well-funded. The embargoes have not crippled it. The people have not risen up and throw Putin out of office. All the things that we thought needed to happen have not happened. And I agree now, this is just a proxy war with Russia because Ukraine cannot win. And I hate to say that, I do. But Vladimir Putin is not gonna yell uncle. He's not gonna say enough is enough. He will take that country into ruins. He will destroy Russia before he gives up on Ukraine. So how much good money do we as a country throw after bad when we don't have it? All of the spending we are doing is deficit funding. You know, that whole concept just amazes me, deficit funding. My parents couldn't, didn't have the luxury of deficit funding. You know, if there was a light bill due, they couldn't say, well, just pay them even though we don't have the money because the bank returned the check. You know, I don't know how we spend so much money when we don't have it. But what I do know is that I am now becoming one of these people that like, look, I support Ukraine's independence. I support their right to fight Russia. I just can't pay for it as an American. They are a country way on the other side of the world. And, and we, see, your brain can't comprehend how much money $24 billion is and what that could do. Our food stamp program in this country is a $60 billion program. Can you imagine how many more people we help if we make it an $80 billion program? Can you imagine our schools, how wonderful they would be if we upped their budget 20 to 30 billion dollars. Can you imagine the infrastructure? The, if one train costs three billion dollars, one high-speed train, that's eight high-speed trains that we could build between cities. I'm sorry, Zelensky. I'm sorry, Ukraine. You cannot win if you have to keep borrowing money from other countries because sooner or later they're going to start saying no, and some countries are. And I do believe now it's all a scam. This is all a scam just to fund money. And where does that money go? It, it, you know, they say for humanitarian aid. Well, you know what? I know a lot of humanitarian people here in the United States that need aid. And they're not getting it because the programs don't have the money. All we hear... All we hear now in the U.S. is budget cutbacks. Cut, you know, we're cutting back the DMV. We're cutting back the Postal Service. We're cutting back this. We're cutting back that. Oh, but we're going to give $24 more billion to Ukraine. If people in Russia who are waging the war aren't upset enough to stop the war, if, if people in Russia aren't upset enough to overtake Vladimir Putin— if Ukraine can't figure out how to kill Putin, because that's what has to happen. You know, let's stop pretending like Putin being in power is negotiable for Ukraine to win. It's not. Either he is thrown out by his people or he is assassinated. And even then, we don't know what the military hardliners that would take over would do. So either we step up our help for Ukraine by actually bombing Russia ourselves, by NATO getting together and saying, look, 
they're never going to win on their own. It's going to go on for decades. Either we acknowledge that they can't win on their own, no matter how much money we give them, that we are going to have to intervene militarily, NATO. We are going to have to send troops, send military, and yes, that means a war with Russia. So either we admit that we, the NATO nations, have to go to war with Russia to end this, or we just let it end the way it's going to end, which is Russia annexing Ukraine. And then there'll be millions of refugees and a fabulous country will be lost. But we, our dollars can't save it. I want to help those people. I don't want them to starve. I don't want them to be harmed. I want to help their pets. I want to help all of them. But when do we start helping us? I am Carell. Be who you want to be so long as it doesn't hurt anybody. You hear that, Vladimir? See you on Monday. So glad you were with me today. Hey, it's Carell. Ember and I would like to thank you for joining us today and remind you there's a way to never miss a thing, and that's by subscribing right now to my YouTube channel. Just click the subscribe button below or go to youtube.com forward slash really Carell. That's youtube.com forward slash really Carell for a world of great free content. And that content is kept free by the fabulous group of patrons at Patreon. Why not become one and show your support for the show? Just $5 a month or more and you're in. Go to patreon.com forward slash really Carell. That's patreon.com forward slash really Carell. My website is reallycorel.com and everything fabulous is there from the show to blog and recipes. Instagram and all social media are, you guessed it, really Carell. And it couldn't get much easier by simply downloading the free Corelcast app at the app store of your choice. And then all the content from Corel Media will flow right on through. That's the free Corelcast app. Remember, I am Corel. Be who you want to be so I don't hurt anybody. And subscribe and participate today.